Hey, and welcome to the Pocha Podcast. This is the Weedy Weedy for September. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we're still part of the Latinx Heritage Month. So this month we are Weedy Weedying about strong women. And Charlene, originally we wanted to do a little bit of Weedy Weedy talk about uh, a female Veep candidate, mm-hmm. but also... Um, there was a recent passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it kind of just evolved into a strong women weedy weedy. Absolutely. So we wanted to just do a little bit of thought processing um, around the impact of the death of RBG and, and just overall impact of, of what she brought to uh, our lives, because there are so many ways that she touched our life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also talk a little bit about just strong female role models and their tools and traits. I like it. So uh, get your get yourself ready, get a glass of wine, and join us for this. And f- Oh, wait, am I supposed to get wine? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Pressing pause, getting, getting wine. You know I already have wine. <laughs> so strong women. Strong women. So when I was uh, thinking about what traits that it took to be a strong woman. One of the, one of the things that came to mind, um, other than chingonas con chancla, cause that was just <laughs> kind of funny and I think that needs to be a shirt. Um, <laughs> yes. But the silent and strong type. So there are some women mm. who, who in their, when they speak, they say a million, the weight of what they say is greater than the amount of what they say. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Oh, yeah. Because one of the things she said was, um, don't mistake politeness for lack of strength. And mm. that right there just means so much because of all of the things that she had to do to get where she's at, right? Uh, being right. a justice. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's male-dominated for sure. And she has had to overcome a lot to be there. And I appreciate that so much. I think sometimes there are a lot of women who grew up, I mean, even us, like the, you have to be polite. You have to be nice. Don't make a scene. Don't be um, brusca. Like don't offend people. You always had to be on the lady, right? This whole idea of that. So I think it's, it's very important that she's saying that. And sometimes I, I do feel like we're starting to get into that place where women feel more confident in being that way. And if you get called a bitch, it's almost a compliment versus an insult. Like, yes, you're right, because I stood up for myself. If that's what you want to call me, fine. But it's also interesting to me. Sometimes it's like, you know what, if you're offending people and people think you're an asshole and people are just angry with you, good, you're, you're being that. But also I'm like, if everyone's angry at you and everyone thinks you're an asshole, you might just be an asshole. So like, there's a fine line. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> that balance. And I, I've been thinking a lot about that because, um, some of the, in, in terms of my style of, of being just a, a human being, um, s- most of the time I'm loud, <laughs> right? <laughs> but there are times where I'm quiet in a group because I'm absorbing the things mm-hmm. and, I can be perceived as overly nice, but there's a, there's a reason for that. Like I don't need in that moment necessarily to, to bring out the hackles. I can be just as mean or just as 
you know, bitchy or loud or whatever as anybody else. But there are, for me, times where being quiet and stealthy mm-hmm. is better strategy in terms of Absolutely. strength. Absolutely. And so that particular quote from Justice Sotomayor, hit, like, really hit me. That was the that was the like, yeah, I'm. I don't want to get knocked for being nice, mm-hmm. because that for me is just the way that I work in some situations, and that's fine. Yeah, there I is love strength that. in that. I, yeah, there is strength in that. I think um, just like there's strength in showing emotion, you can cry and be devastated and upset and still carry like in that moment it's even more telling that you can carry on um, and then there's some people who can take the the hardest tragedy and just be straight-faced about it and and do their thing in private like it's I don't know I think there are, we want to categorize so much that we don't give people credit for being complex. We don't give people credit for being strong in their own way. Well, and I say people, but I mean women in particular, I think. Um, And even kids, you know, sometimes it's uh, with all of um, the craziness happening right now with, you know, people having to school their children at home. It's like, they're going through a lot and we fail to recognize... um, the strength that they're showing in not living regular life um, all of a sudden. So I don't know. And they're, yeah, no, totally spot on. There are so many ways in which we show our strength or not show our strength because there's, there's also the, yes, it's a cliche for cholas, like uh, smile now, cry later. Mm -hmm. And there is strength in that. There is, there is strength in showing your emotion, like you said. And then there are times where it's, strength to not which one are you uh, yes (laughs) Um, what day is it I'm totally a smile now cry later um you know what I'm I think I'm more the show emotion now and later and next week (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my feels all the times all the times and I think our executive producer would agree with that sentiment that I'm I'm in my feels like 90% of the time I am very cautious I'm very cautious about who I show that side to. I definitely am careful with my vulnerability because it does. It makes me feel weak. I don't. uh, And that was very much because I grew up with my mom being hard and stoic. And you don't show that outside of your front door. Like you keep that facade because that's why people will respect you. I mean, I think we've had a conversation more recently about um, even at work getting on Zoom calls and some of our white colleagues will show up in a ball cap and like they just worked out, they just went running or whatever. And to me, I'm very cautious if I know, even if I'm going to be on Zoom, I'm put together and not just from the top up, like I'm in work attire, I have my hair combed, makeup on, I didn't just roll up onto the Zoom because I feel like there is this other pressure to present like I have my shit together. And people will say, oh, that's, no, it's just us, it's fine, but I'm always like, I don't trust that. I do not trust that because as a woman of color, there is a higher expectation 
to have your shit together and you cannot fail and you cannot look like you're a mess because it will be held against you and it might not be today and it might not be tomorrow but it will be held against you right that goes in the back of, <clears throat> excuse me that goes in the back of their mind and as soon as you hit leave leave meeting or end meeting did mm. you see what she she was wearing a dodgers ball mm-hmm. cap and in shorts and socks like I don't know if they're seeing my shorts and socks, but you know. Like, did she run out of concealer? Oh, my God. Right. Mm-hmm. I but, know, bitch. I didn't. And I have the Zoom filter on. What? And the beauty is there's also strength. I mean, there's strength in showing up, combed, hair combed, makeup done, all of the things. And then there's strength in just not because you're comfortable enough to, like, say, fuck it, whatever. How you get me is how you get me. I'm WYSIWYG. Yeah. But you're right. There is a... A double standard to how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and the, one of the other pieces that I was thinking about in terms of strength of women and, and who embodies that. Um, so, so there's the strength in silence or politeness. And then there's strength in loudness. Like mm-hmm. Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Like she is definitely one of those who... I don't want to see a quiet side of her because I see this strength in her being the brash, out loud, colorful, amazing ball of energy that she needs to be to be her. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And you can, like, the moment that that energy comes into the room, comes on the screen, you hear in your speakers, you feel that that energy is tangible. It's there. You know it's there. It exists. I mean, she may not be that way 24-7, but when you see it, you see it. And I love that about her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know who I love? Uh, I've been loving more lately. Um, Jamila Jamil. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. School she, me. Uh, she is, she's English. She was a model, um, but she's also on several shows. One of them, um, The Good Place. Have you watched The Good Place? I have not. With Ted Danson. Oh, it's so good. Oh, no, I have not. Not with Ted Danson. That was all you. It's so cute. It's adorable. But she's adorable. She's gorgeous. Um, she is Indian and Pakistani. Like her parents are Indian and Pakistani. She's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But she, I, I think she's had uh, dealt with an eating disorder at some point in her life. And so the the media is constantly bagging on her and she'll show pictures of herself looking all glamorous and fabulous. And then she'll take another shot of like her thigh and there's cellulite on it. And she's like, yes, this is what real people look like. And they go after her. The other day she posted a picture of herself with no makeup and her skin is radiant, like gorgeous. And people were commenting about her complexion. And she was like, yes, I live a life of privilege. I get to eat nutritional foods and rest and sleep and do all these things because I'm not worried about survival. And this is what it looks like when people of color get to take care of themselves. And then people lost their shit. But, you know, I mean, she's put she's grading the system, right? Like she is putting that grate on it like I am me and this is why I get to be me and I'm going to put it out there. So I yeah, you should check her out. She's kind of awesome. I'm oh, loving I- her. As a matter of fact, I, the executive producer reminded me that we have watched a few episodes of that show. And, um, yeah, it it wasn't quite my cup of tea, but it was interesting. I thought you would love that show because of their whole take on heaven. <laughs> um, and you're being Jew it, 
ish. Ish. Um, I think maybe I need to watch a little bit more of it. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) But I I love her. I love the way. And so basically what we're saying is that any person can be strong in their own way. Any woman can have whatever you've gone through, whatever experiences led you to be whatever you are in that moment. It's for a reason. There's a reason that you are like that. And the fact that you have gotten to where you're at shows strength in and of itself. Like everybody's got their trials. Some are a little bit bigger than others. And and we don't have to compare. We don't have to sit and do a a list of whose life was harder or easier. The tragedy Olympics. Yeah. You don't have to have those Olympic competitions. Mm -mm. You you just need to sit with your strength and be at peace with that. And there is, I mean, there is this this unspoken thing about women feeling like other women are competition. So understanding that the same way you got to where you are in that moment, whatever, with fake eyelashes, fake nails, fake boobs, or straight up out the gate, out the bed with nothing but your pantuflas, like you're rolling, it's for a reason. And if we can see that in each other and lift each other up instead of looking for the reason why I can pick point your flaws and tear you to shreds, we'd be a little bit better off, I think. One of the things that I think we catch ourselves in a trap is like using you and I as an example, I can see all of your strengths and tell you, I can delineate for you, like you are incredibly smart, you um, are a great leader, all of these things, right? And then you may not see them and you're like, oh, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And then you like vice versa. You could tell me some of the strengths, characteristics that I have. And I'll be like, no, you're just you're just saying that to be nice. And every once in a while, we just need to just sh- sh- mm-hmm. shut your pl- shut your pie hole. Yeah. And accept what someone else is telling you about yourself. Accept a compliment. Yeah. And just for future reference, I'm really not that nice. And I really don't like that many people. So if <laughs> I say something nice, it's probably true. <laughs> Because I'm at the point where I, I'm just not going to waste the energy telling you some bullshit lie. I'm just not. That's another, that's another strength is honesty. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. And I think, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice, uh, Justice Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg, I think she was honest in a lot of her dissents and a lot of her opinions and her decisions when mm-hmm. she would write. Um, and that's one thing that we're we're gonna miss for sure about that person who did so much for us. And I yeah, I, I don't want to she's not Latinx. No. But she's a strong woman who has done a lot for us. And I think we would be remiss if we don't no, we need share to talk that about stage. Her. Let's talk about her. her. It's time to talk about RBG. Absolutely. Because so, you and I are fans. I'm a huge fan. We are fans. I Why bought, are you a fan? Okay. I'm a fan because, and I think maybe it comes from that thought process of don't mistake my politeness for lack of strength Mm -hmm. because she is, her stature looked frail. Absolutely. She was shorter, hair pulled back, always wore this like doily collar. Mm -hmm. And that might, that might make people mistake it and say, oh, she's like my grandma. Now I'm not saying that your grandma ain't strong. I'm just saying you would put her in a category just by looking at like the a outside facade. Yeah, Harmless like a little viejita. And with her words, mm-hmm. and I'm not even getting into her routine, which I have seen oh, yeah. on... The workouts. On, yeah, the workouts. I have seen that routine on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's that shit I probably couldn't do right exactly. now. So 
notwithstanding that, just looking at the, her body of work that she has done, mm-hmm. equal protection under the law that she had fought for, the fact that she had gone before the Supreme Court to argue a case, mm-hmm. ended up on the bench. I mean, As you the can look second at, woman ever. You can look at her, just her education, yep. having been pregnant with, mm-hmm. you know, ha- having a kid going to school, taking care of her mm-hmm. husband who at the time was sick. Um, all of these things that she had gone through with her strength. And, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to diminish it by saying, like, if she can get through shit, so can I. But I certainly do want to say, like, I look up to the amount of things that she had to overcome in a time where, thank God, I never had to be questioned like she was. Like, mm-hmm. why do you feel like you should take the place of a, of a of guy? Of a man at this table. Yeah. What? Yes. How deserving are you because you're taking the place of a man at this law school right now? Right. And she had children and she had a husband. Like... I can't even cook dinner with a kid. And she went, got to the Supreme Court. Right. (laughs) That's impressive. Right. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm a super fan. She, again, not only was she the second woman ever to be appointed to the Supreme Court, but some of the decisions and the fights that she had to fight were affect my daily life Mm -hmm. every day. I get to have my name on a mortgage without a male cosigner because she fought for that. And that's humongous. And I, so when she passed, I was um, getting a lot of texts because people know I'm a super fan. Right. I've not hidden that. And um, one of, some of the folks that I was talking to and, and in conversation with about this were like angry with her because she should have given up her seat before Trump got into office. And because she knew how old she was and she knew she had, bouts with cancer and all of these things and my initial response was you know what you're you're right this woman who got through one of the toughest law programs in the country as a female with a child and a husband who helped secure gender equity in this nation that affects my life every single day the fact that i get to have my name on a bank account without my husband signing for me you're right she should also have been tasked with knowing when the fuck she was gonna die have you lost your goddamn mind (laughs) no no listen some of the dissents that she's had in the past year alone the things that she has signed on to the way that she has written things to really pinpoint how the fuck wrong the majority may have been Mm -hmm. in some decisions, I think was, that's priceless. Mm -hmm. So no, she shouldn't have retired during an an Obama term because A, fuck that. And B, we Mm -hmm. all know that the Senate was fucking racist and they didn't like Obama and they would have stalled every fucking thing he had to do. How many white men do we say, oh, you know what? They really need to go out on a high point. No! Nobody says it. Even Michael Jordan came back after retirement, even though, you know, maybe he should have just stayed retired. But And playing baseball. That right. That's weird. So, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. 
she she had some really she had some really great zingers about mm-hmm. religion and contraception yep. and the most recent contraception ruling. Like her mind was still on point. Exactly. If I could be as brilliant, yes, in the next forty years of my life that she was in just one year of hers, like I'll take that. That would be great. And let's. I would like to point out because she was human, she was not perfect. And she did weigh in on some decisions that may have not been favorable to indigenous communities. True. And that is unfortunate, but I will, and I acknowledge that. And I also acknowledge that people are complicated and whatever experience got her to that point did not involve indigenous people and their sovereignty and the sacred nature of the decisions that she was being called into so she did a million amazing things that have changed our lives and yes there were things that in what we know and in the world we live in could have been done better so absolutely she was not perfect but she was human she was human i did have to check in on that when i was looking up some of the decisions that she Mm -hmm. made and yes there were a few but it was a mixed bag it wasn't as I mean, I'm not going to, even if she did one that was not, not great and demeaning for our indigenous community, it doesn't mean, I'm not trying to like say, oh, well, everything outweighs that, but she did do some, Mm -hmm. um, was part of some of the majority decisions about tribal sovereignty that were on the good. This does not deride, she, she, in one of the decisions that she was with, it was, it was some of the terminology that she used was like, all right, that's, mm-hmm. you, you may know better, but overall, if you look at her entire body of the decisions that she was on, the decisions that she was written, including pieces on immigration, mm-hmm. like if you weigh them, yeah, yeah. the balance is going to be heavier on one side than it, well, on the other. And it, it makes me think if people judged me by my mistakes and not my learnings, right? it'd be fucked up. Oh, I'd be in bad shape. Bad shape. Totally bad shape. I mean, we hope that people will judge us on our best days. We hope that people will judge us by the, com- the, the combination of our experiences and learnings and what we've become on the other side of that. So I, again, back to that woman thing, like I hope we can extend people that grace and see the complexity of the whole human for her too. So when you had just said you hope that people judge you on your best days and from your learnings, that did um, bring me back to um, the vice presidential candidate, Kamala mm-hmm. Harris. So she, I would say she's a strong woman. I, I don't know, I didn't live in California at the time, so she was a, a DA, a district attorney in San Francisco, or the attorney general. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to that. I can only read on what, sure. what went on with that. But one of the things that left an impression on me was when, whenever she is in a committee hearing, so for instance, so she's a senator, so when they were, when they were vetting uh, now Justice Kavanaugh and some of the questions that she had, like the way that she grilled him, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. 
she doesn't let shit slide when she has to, right? Like, mm-hmm. or not, not when she has to, but she just doesn't let shit slide when other people will let shit slide. Sure. And the way that she asks questions on other pieces in committee, that takes a lot of strength because mm-hmm. it's a good old boy network. Right. If you, if you ask too many questions or you're too harsh on X, Y, and Z, um, I won't vote on your bill or we, you know, collectively, we won't uh, support some of the issues that you have. And she does risk that, not just as a woman, but as a woman of color mm-hmm. who's black and South Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I see her strength in. She's incredibly intelligent. She is, she doesn't take any bullshit when she has to ask questions, um, be put on the spot, all of that stuff. Yes, she in reading the the some of the history about being a district attorney and attorney general mm-hmm. yes i get it i understand why some people have some issues with that sure. um in our state of new mexico we have seen what it is to have an executive branch who is led by a former district attorney yep and that went to shit in eight <laughs> years like that and wasn't fun a woman of color a latina who and we were proud to have take that role of right. power as someone who we could relate to but also it's complicated right yeah and it is complicated it is um but when we're talking about the strength of women and in this particular s- s- instance the strength of this person who we know that it was difficult for obama president obama as a black individual to be the president it's going to be three times as mm. hard for her to be a black woman, also South Asian, being in a position of power if, you know, depending can, on how November goes. She is not going to be able to do anything right. Nothing. Yep. The way she, the the way way she, she dresses, looks, dresses, her hair, everything is going to be looked over, pulled apart, picked apart, everything. dissected, and then eventually rejected because of who she is just just that is gonna make but she Mm -hmm. has the strength to continue to get up in the morning and do her job every day (laughs) that reminds me of when our governor has been very hardcore during the pandemic about keeping our state safe about keeping stay-at-home orders on lockdown about trying to make sure that we do not become a statistic as a state right and one of the I don't, I don't remember when this was, but she had a press conference and um, people were going off about how she had her hair done. Oh, nobody else can go to the hair salon, but she had her hair done. I'm like, are you just rolling granulo and like <laughs> rolled out the bed because you can't go get your hair did? Like she might be able to comb her own damn hair. There's a whole aisle at Target of fucking do-it-yourself home hair shit. That, that goes back to your, we are... Just because someone else can roll in with a ball cap, absolutely. If we had a if we had a male governor who came in with his cap on backwards and a sweatshirt, shaggy beard, everyone would be like, "Look, look at this guy who's the being great sacrifice in quarantine." No, she comes in and she combs her hair, and everybody's like, "Boss mira." Oh, somebody went to the hair salon. They got on her about jewelry she bought, and I'm like, boo, she could have gotten that shit online. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I hope it wasn't from Amazon because they're evil. I, I say nothing about that because maybe I might be evil. Um, <laughs> some other traits that I had think, thought of, um, um, I'm just going to list them out because I was like, you know, 
waxing poetic on things. Um, perseverance, mm. uh, work ethic and motivation. Um, <laughs> Cardi B could be under these topics as well. Good with the shiv and good with the chancla. Oh, like those are critical. <laughs> critical. Yes. You know, uh, one that strikes me too as a trait that I, and I, I probably said this before because it's very important to me, but loyalty, that yes feeling of these are my people and there is no line I won't cross to protect and love these people. Like if you are in that circle, you're in that circle. That is a huge, uh, that's huge for me. I, when I think about women that I admire, that is definitely a characteristic. That loyalty piece um, definitely the honesty piece the work ethic too like the hustle you're you got the the heart to hustle every day no matter what whether it's working three jobs taking care of kids taking care of grandkids cooking for everybody making sure the laundry's done that's a strength it's undervalued but holy shit man that takes organizational skills it takes just not killing people yes i was gonna say patience to not kill oh my god no it's so much to just run a household like it's so undervalued but holy crap that work ethic is gigantic how many friends do we have i'm thinking of one friend in particular who we know is like the queen of i have to do fucking everything and once in a while she vents but that's the reason she's alive like she's a hustler hustler like three jobs at once yep uh with raising like single mom three jobs at once and now has a grandkid who like helping raise that grandkid mad All of the things love yeah absolutely. and with grandkid in one hand a cigarette in the other and somehow driving with her left knee <laughs> if you called and said i need whatever she, she would, would roll there. her ass to your house because that's her. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's who needs to be leading this country. <laughs> right? With Agreed. On a filibuster with a baby in one hand and a cigarette in the other. <laughs> Abortion should be safe and legal. All of it. All of it. All, all of the it. Time. All yeah. the time. The perseverance one makes me think of Dolores Huerta. Oh, yeah. Uh, an icon within our community. But the reality is in order to do in order to fight for for worker rights okay sorry pause no worries edit in order to fight for worker rights you, you have to have a shit ton of patience and perseverance mm-hmm. to keep going because that shit is hard it's hard because you're going up against the man and I don't mean that in a figurative way. I mean, literally, they're the people mm-hmm. who own the farms who are the business owners in this way. It is the man, and it's usually a white man, and they have all the power. And when it's brown people who are doing the picking, who are doing the, mm-hmm. um, the working at the carnicerias to, to, mm-hmm. to cut up all of our poultry and everything, it's hard to stand up it's hard to have a voice you have to keep doing it it's not easy to strike when you go on strike and not work that means you are not making money to support your family 
Mm-hmm. And strikes can go one day, a week, months, mm-hmm. years. That perseverance to meet the end goal of making life better for your workers, for your employees, for your colleagues mm-hmm. is hard. To go without, so in hopes that there's a better future. Yes. I mean, to go beyond without, because you're already saying, I've been going without. Now I need you to pay attention to how much I've been going without. Uh, And yes, and she was, I mean, as a female, she was a minority in that. And and standing up and having that front, that she was a face of that movement and at a great sacrifice. Absolutely she was a face of that movement but she wasn't the face like oh, no. when people think of the ufw they think of cesar, cesar chavez, chavez. Mm-hmm. so she also had to have strength in it being okay that he was the face now he wasn't the only force behind this i'm not saying that he didn't do his part in it but it was more equal than you would think but he got all the credit absolutely well the whole saying and i think this is women of the generation before us and then before that, but behind every great man is a strong woman. Well, hell yeah. I mean, Who do yes. you think is throwing the chancla at him exactly. to be a great man? Exactly, and packing the burrito, like, go. Right? Yes. So mad props to her for being a strong woman and continuing to be a strong woman. She came to New Mexico. She's originally from New Mexico, but she came back in 2019, when, when we were fighting for a, a repeal of an abortion ban, she mm-hmm. came back to the state legislator to say bodily autonomy is something that every human needs. And mm-hmm. um, it was just amazing to to be there and, and even meet, just to even talk to her. I was a little shaky and like, hello, ma'am. Wow. But it was just to be in that presence, to even just like feel the strength that she carries and another one who is this tiny perceive you could perceive her as this frail viejita who the knowledge and power and history that lives in that woman is unfathomable yeah um you know who else i have on my list who do you have you know i love my frida Kahlo. yes yes love me some frida Kahlo because of all the reasons she pushed against well first she had i mean she has the superhero plot line in her life right the tragedy the all the things she has this going on and then overcomes this physical barrier by painting and she has these beautiful works of art and uh, and she pushes the gender barrier for that time, wearing pants was like, olvídate, like escandaloso if you're wearing pants for the love of God. She pushed it. She pushed that barrier by having same-sex affairs and partners and flings and interests and smoking cigars and wearing pants and being and, out loud. And being as famous, if not more famous in some circles as her husband, Absolutely. which was... Absolutely. Like, that's a no-no. You can't outshine. Don't, o- uh, don't overshadow. Absolutely. And she did. And he... Not to say that he allowed it, but he appreciated that about her. Like, all right. All right. Well, which, what was he going to do? Stop her? 
Like she would have been like, oh, that's cute. You're a barrier. I'm going to overcome yeah. your speed bump boy. Move out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the lady in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing later? Nothing, babe. Not you, her. <laughs> yes. I love me some Frida. And, and some of her work, some of her painting is so... You just feel the pain that she was in, like the isolation, the physical pain, and probably the pain of being married to someone who was unfaithful and also having attraction to same-sex people that was not okay then. Like all of this, I don't even know, like unavoidable shame that should have come to her and she just owned it like she just took it she took it and she did something with it and I um and again another person who has been called out for appropriating indigenous culture by um and indigenous meaning she was Mexican but there were indigenous people in Mexico that supposedly she was appropriating different patterns and designs from and things like that so Again, I say it's complicated. I don't know the story. I wasn't there. Um, and when you say it's complicated, I want to be completely clear that we're not saying, like, give it a pass. We're no. saying just shit just is complicated. It is. Absolutely. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. I, I mean, by me saying com- it's complicated, I'm saying I don't know the details. I don't know how people got to that point and what was malicious and what was unintentional and what was intentional and what was uh, I don't know I I don't know so all of that but I I respect her tremendously and it is strange to me to think about things like um how she would have felt about her face being on a t-shirt that's being marketed by forever 21 and how she would have felt about being a barbie that has the body configuration of some anorexic woman in our society and how she would like the irony behind all of that does not escape me either no that is so true she probably would have rebelled against that nonsense but i wonder if she would have got threaded though because no <laughs> no she i mean prob- but did she have the unibrow by choice or like i mean there wasn't like waxing on the corner back in the day was there I mean, certainly there were tweezers back then. Who had, there were pliers. Who had tweezers? I mean, they had to have been back. I don't know. Who imagined that? Who started talking about women should not have hair? Because it was not the brown women. Because they had hair everywhere. All the places. I I don't know. I I think she would have still kept her unibrow look. I mean, we've made it iconic. Ish. But was that something for her? I mean, that is a staple. If if somebody has the unibrow, it's either Bert from Bert and Ernie or Frida. Like those, <laughs> that's it. Was it a thing for her that she was proud of, or or just didn't care about? Because I mean, like we also get like upper lip hair, and we whatever bleach, pull, pluck, whatever it is. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Good. Question. If I could have dinner with her, things I would ask. What would you have for dinner with her? Cigars and whiskey. <laughs> of course, that's a dinner of champions. With a side of the waitress. <laughs> yeah. 
don't know. You don't know. Um, far be it from me to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anyone else on your list that you that you think of when you're thinking of like female, strong female role models? You know who I was. My daughter is obsessed with being an astronaut. This is, you know, when you ask kids, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and they're they have all the cute things. I once had a student who said he wanted to be a zebra. So, you know, sometimes they're a little far off, but she is obsessed with wanting to be an astronaut. She loves space. She'll tell you all kinds of things about the moon and the stars and whatever. So this makes me think of Ellen Ochoa, who was, I think, the first Latina who went up into space. She was on the Discovery shuttle in, like, the early 90s. And um, just thinking about what she had to go through to be in that male-dominated space. Huh? See what space. I did there? Space. Uh, it's just fascinating for me. And and to think about, when I think about space, and I, I do this because I have to escape from my current <laughs> situation <laughs> at times, but the perspective it gives you to think about how tiny we are and insignificant in the scope of the universe and what could be out there and all of that, right? It makes me think about looking down on earth from that perspective, just, I don't know, it, it's brilliant to me. I, I'm I'm really just infatuated with the fact that she was able to look down on earth from this other perspective and what that has to do for a human I don't know. I like it. Wow. No, you're totally getting all sorts of like philosophical I on me know. now. I'm like, what is that like? Um, so when, wait, when was she, when was she an astronaut? Do you? Ninety ninety three is when she was on the Discovery. Shut up, dude. Mm. We were like freaking in high school. In high school. Ten high school. Way to go, Ellen Ochoa. Mm-hmm. Way to Props go. Props to her. Yeah, because that is a. I mean, yes, it's male dominated, but it's also like. This, every, every aspect of it is male dominated. Maybe that's where I like what I was thinking. It's not just the astronauts who are male. It's also all of this, not all, but you know, predominantly all of the scientists who are in the room making things happen. The engineers who create the, who create the shuttles. Yes, there are some females who have been along the way, but that is clearly a male dominated, like part whole sector of being. Do you remember there was a little while back my stepmom was super excited about they were going to have an all-female space mission yes and it was they had hype around it it was going to go they were going to be all females in space it was this big thing and then it didn't happen do you know why it didn't happen i think i know the answer but i want to hear from you they didn't have enough female-sized spacesuits for an all-female mission to go up like, again, the irony of it what coming down heck? to clothing that the women what? could not go out is just insane. I'm curious about what kind of, like, was it just size? Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they would be any different. Maybe there's the a size. zipper up front that you can pee out of Well, I mean, think about, okay, think about having to try to use gloves that are two sizes too big and you are, like, fumbling around with it. Imagine if that was your whole outfit. And you're trying to be in space and your life depends on this outfit, literally. It's Um, a thing. Yeah. No, I I hear you. I'm already, I'm fumbly without an outfit. So yeah, yeah. that, that just feels so dumb. Because of clothes. (sighs) It's stupid. (sighs) The gender gap exists. 
Boo, I say boo. Ridiculous. Was there anyone else on your list? Um, another person that I was thinking about was Silvio Rivera. Yes. And Marsha P. Johnson. Yes. But you probably have more to say about them than <laughs> I do. Uh, but Stonewall. So Stonewall and its history, um, and admittedly, I did not know this when I was first learning about Stonewall because, of course, it's hidden, Mm -hmm. right? But now we know a little bit more or better Mm -hmm. that it was really started by uh, trans and gender fluid people really revolting against not just the treatment, but also the binary because mm-hmm. back then trans people were not even treated very well within the gay community, right? Right. And for these individuals not to just be like, no, we're not going to take it anymore, but like, no bitch, really. And I'm going to take a, mm-hmm. a city meter and I'm going to try to bust down the door to get back in there and Molotov cocktail and all the things mm-hmm. and call out the, uh, the, at the time, just gay community for not being trans inclusive. Like that's huge. Yep. And for it to be two people of color who are doing it. Trans people, trans people of color, color yes, even more doing it. Absolutely. Is huge, huge. And this goes back to like one of the traits that I, when I think of strong women is loud. Mm-hmm. Like you have sometimes, some, sometimes politeness works. Sometimes you got to be loud mm-hmm. to be recognized. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did was be loud to make sure that trans rights were recognized. You cannot ignore me. I'm right. going to make you it will so not. that you will not ignore me. Absolutely. And I, that's a gigant. And it's one thing to stand up against the man, the system, whatever powers that be. It's another thing to do it when you are marginalized, when you are, you know, you know that the consequence can be death. It's different. It is a different rebellion to stand up when you know that the consequence is not like it might be for a white man who's standing at the stairs of a Capitol building with an AK strapped to his back. Agreed. 100% 100% agreed. And to, to be able to stand up in an, as a marginalized person in an already marginalized community. Like, at the time, they were saying, no, but we this is not the way to get it. We have to be clean cut and right. white and male and all these things. And they said, fuck that, no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Strong women. Um with that perseverance, with the loudness, yeah. Well, and the bravery, just the what what comes will come, but I can't do this anymore, so... And the neither un- should you. And neither should you. And the unknown is better than this, because I can't do this anymore. And I think we're seeing that right now in so many ways. We're seeing that with the racial uprisings, people just saying... I will not stand for this anymore. People getting sick of things happening in ICE custody that we just are saying, I cannot stand for this anymore. I'm done. I am done. I mean, there's been, it's been well over 100 days of people protesting in the streets in where? Minneapolis? Uh, well, for sure. In where Brian- Brian- Louisville? Yes. Over 100 days. 
You tell me these people don't have anything better to do? Because that's not the damn case. These people have children. They have families. They have jobs. They have other things they would rather be doing, like whatever. Playing Parcheesi, taking a nap. I don't know. There's other shit they would rather be doing. But it feels important to use the momentum that these tragedies have spawned to say we will not do this anymore we're not going to do this anymore and the consequence could be death but i cannot do this anymore (sighs) it's too much cat you're making me all emotional (laughs) good emotion's good remember oh yeah being emotional is a strength mira muy strong so let me ask do you want your your uh, little girl to grow up and be like my mom is a strong woman that I look up to oh I hope so I hope she thinks that I hope she grows up to understand that my flaws were for a reason that my uh, harshness at times was to serve a greater purpose I want her to eventually have an adult understanding of why I am the way I am and to understand what it means to say it's complicated about her own mother for sure because it is it's complicated what about you it's complicated (laughs) (laughs) you know I think the I hope they look at me and so Special K is your biological kid. Mm. And all of my kids are all stepkids. Right. And the way that I, that they look at me is complicated. Already. Already. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like for them to see me as strong for me. Maybe n- not necessarily by society standards. Mm. Strong for me. Because they have such a different life. They are white kids who will never understand what it's like to be the the kid of an immigrant, mm-hmm. an individual of color. And as of right now, none of them know what it is to be queer. Right. They see it in our relationship, like mm-hmm. the executive producer and I, but I hope they You're see me. You're sleeping with the executive producer? Maybe. <laughs> Just a little. I hope they see me as strong for what, for the context that I am in. Mm-hmm. Because I know that sometimes I'm a little hard. Sometimes I'm, I definitely mm-hmm. have different parenting styles. I different have, I definitely have different just being styles. Mm-hmm. The work that I do, the, the role that I play as a daughter, as a sibling, as within my own family, within our family. So I hope they see that in context of, of me being strong, but within what it means for me and not necessarily by a definition that they already know. Hmm. But also I hope they know that my chunk line, my chunk <laughs> game is like on fleek. So don't fuck shit up. Cause I will get you. I, I feel like you. you're discounting yourself already though. Like I hope they hold it to this standard. That's of just you as this one they individual. S- they're seeing things. They're seeing things through a different lens completely. Right. Like mm-hmm. special K is going to see things more through a lens that's closer to you because she is a, a young lady of color none of mine are so they're going to be seeing things from a different perspective of who i am and i hope in that they see the strength of who i am sure and i get what you're saying in that if they can understand the wholeness of your identities and what it meant for you to get to that point 
But it can be in the context of society. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. For sure. That big picture. Absolutely. Yeah, don't don't discount yourself for any of that. Um, It's hard to be a step-parent. It's really hard. Um, And already there have been moments where, because my stepson is much older. I mean, he's already 16 and has a, a... different understanding of some of the things that I've been through in my life and some of the identities that I carry and is starting to understand that at whatever level he can. Um, this has been our weedy weedy about strength. And, um, you know, it gets me a little bit emotional to think about the strong people that I have seen in my life, hoping that I am a strong person in other, like how other people see me as well, even how you see me. Um, and, I think strength in in who the people that we have recently lost, like RBG, and the people hopefully who will be superstars going forward, even if, God forbid, we don't have a Biden-Harris executive branch, mm-hmm. seeing the strength in who, who she is, because she has been called a bitch. Oh, yeah. She has been called all of these things, mm-hmm. but those things that... She, for those of you who are listening who don't like her, for those things that you call her out on and you think that are uh, a failure, a, a detriment to her, what have you, they are her strength. Mm-hmm. And I trust and believe in that of of who she is. Yeah, and I, I mean, we don't often get political. And, and it's not because it's not something we... For... for the history of our nation, people of color have been disenfranchised from politics by sheer <laughs> just not being invited to the fucking table. Yeah. And even more so for women. That has not been our history. So the fact that it's becoming a possibility, even if it's not the perfect possibility, the fact that it is something that my daughter can look at and say oh wow yeah that's totally within my wheelhouse to be able to run for vice president that we say all the time representation matters it matters however complex and imperfect it might be having it be a possibility starts to change and shift the way women and people of color Feel that politics is about them that the way this nation runs has to involve them and that if they don't they might not like the outcomes and we're going to have a lot of repeats of history so however you feel about her about Kamala um the the fact that she is possibility for me is enough and not to say that any okay the current uh suggestion for supreme court not my favorite (laughs) she's a woman (laughs) so it only goes so far but there's something to be said for that representation for sure that's why we keep you on the show because you're the smart one i am just intoxicated (laughs) politically intoxicated politically intoxicated but this is your reminder for those of you who are listening yes um, check your state check your state wherever you're at to see when the last day to register is Mm -hmm. to see if and 
if you can get an absentee ballot, I know that that is different state by state. Make yeah. sure you're registered. Check your registration. And if you feel so inclined to go to the poll because you don't trust um, the male Which is valid. folks in your part of the world, if you don't... Male as in the post office, not male as in dudes, but either way. Either way. If you don't trust it, vote early. Go early. Keep your distance. Because be respectful. Wear a mask. Wash your damn hands. It's and more than about one office. Legit. The things that impact your life the most seriously are your local elections. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so check your state, check your registration, check all of the things. And go vote. Just go vote. And I would typically, in any other presidential election, I would say it doesn't matter who you vote for because you need your voice to be heard. I'm not going to say that right now. No, fuck that. I'm not. Legit, I'm going to say vote Biden-Harris. 46. 46. <laughs> yeah, 45 has been a shit show, so let's go with something I'm ready else. for the unknown, you know? Yes, yes. I am ready for the unknown. Yes. Bring it. And, you know, this has been our Weedy Weedy for September. It's still Latinx Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, Bocha Heritage Month, whatever you want to call it. Celebrate your brown ass. Do it. In a COVIDly safe way, but yes, yeah, celebrate. <laughs> We have 15 more days after the drop of this one. So two weeks to continue celebrating That's right. all of the great things that we have contributed to this country and to the world, including salsa and tequila. Mm. And if you haven't listened to some of those things that we've contributed to, Episodio 18 covers <laughs> Episodio that. before this. <laughs> <laughs> what year is this again? Uh, yes, 2020. What's today? And post your pics to share your celebration of Latinx Heritage Month. Yeah, We'd appreciate that. It. We want to see you. We want to see your faces and we want to know you're listening to Bocha Podcast. And this is our Weedy Weedy for September. Thank you for listening. And where can they catch us? All the places. Uh, we have our Walgreens, po- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sprouts. It's like an STI. You can catch <laughs> us in the least expected place. No. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Sometimes on Twitter. Los Tweeters. Los Tweeters. You can uh, find us on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Kat's working on some secret other movidas. I'm trying to make it so that you can ask Alexa, hey, Alexa, <gasps> play Pocha Podcast. Oh my God. I know. Then I'm you excited. would have to be like, Alexa. Orale. Google. Oh yeah, Pocha Google. Pocha Ponle Pocha Podcast. That's what we want. I cannot find that show. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Weedy Weedy. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we will catch you on the flip side.